Welcome to In Tune, your music appreciation podcast. I'm Aiden. <laughs> I'm Jackie. <laughs> I'm Andrew. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we back. Yeah. We can talk about some news. Yeah. Which news do you guys want to talk about? Which one first? Aiden, you pick. Yeah. I kind of want to really talk about the band cap thing. Okay. So we can talk okay. about that. I think it was just yesterday. We're recording on Thursday, April 18th for context. But just yesterday, I guess it was, or even this morning, uh, Bandcamp announced that they're going to be pressing their own vinyls basically now. They're, yeah, so, they're, so they're, I, I saw that, but what does that essentially mean? Like, So currently, if you want to press a record, you have to have like a large amount of quantity ordered. Right. And you have to yeah. also have that money up front. So they'll do it. And they'll cut out the middleman, essentially. And, yeah. yeah. And they will, um, there's like a lot of factors, right? Like yeah. if you want to sell a record, you're a, like you have to put an order for like, let's say minimum like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Then you are going to have to, you receive them all. Then you will have to then yourself ship, ship them yourself. out. Yeah. Causes a lot. And it's also just an expensive thing, which is why it gets oh, red, that, right? That's, yeah. yeah. And also but, like vinyl pressing factories and shit. Or go backed through up. backlog to fuck. Yeah, like you're waiting five, six months typically. So now Bandcamp is starting their own record pressing facility, pr- facility, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But the way it works is you can, as an artist, you can set up like, okay, I want to sell like 100 of these. And But the way it works is like you set up the posting and if you sell them, then Bandcamp will produce it and ship them out directly to your customers instead right. of any of the middleman stuff like you mentioned. Yeah. But it also just like, it essentially is like allows like, pre-orders for it like yeah it's I, it's better for i guess like independent musicians which exactly, Bandcap exactly, is yeah. all about like yeah. your smaller artists or your diy indie artists yeah which is really good honestly it's yeah. like obviously like no Bandcamp has always been great for the music scene i yeah. feel like there was a website called curates i believe it's called and it's like very similar but the pressing quality is very shitty oh okay so it'll be interesting because obviously Bandcamp is very well known. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, I guess we'll see. Like, I'm curious. Like on on their posting, they showed off like multiple colors and everything like that. I'm just curious about the extent of that too. Are they only going to do black pressings at first? Which is fine. I'm like I don't really collect them too much anymore. But like it was always cool to get like crazy colors and stuff like that. Yeah, some yeah. some designs I've seen have been really cool. Yeah, it seems like there's like a weird hit and miss. Like, you'll see, like, half the community is, like, very go go black because black is the only way that you'll get the 180, the 180 gram or whatever. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's kind of always that kind of area. And then there's, like, the people that I guess are... it, Yeah, I guess it depends on how much of a purist you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can get 180 gram colored records, but they're not the same material. And, like, the, the sediment that they put into the record to give it the color can also deteriorate, which is why... If you want to like hold on to the record for a very long time, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're like a, one of those kind of people, then <clears throat> then you want like pure black because that will theoretically last the longest. Yeah, and also the sediments might distort the sound or whatever. <laughs> right? Like I don't know, people will love. Reminds crazy. me of the people who collect like action figures and just leave them in boxes. Well, essentially, a lot of people collect records. Like if you want the vinyl, I mean, yeah, I, they, I like first thing they do is like put into like protective sleeves everything, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, and like. They won't, yeah. And, like, like not touch them ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I get it. Obviously, you want to keep things in good condition, but... Yeah. This is, like, a level of... Like, even for me, I literally just 
two, three months ago, I finally got enough like vinyl jacket sleeves to put everything in in jackets. Mm-hmm. But like that's just because like I wanted to do that. Actually, like I only did that because I well, I recently sold and gave away a bunch of my records when I was when I was finally like pulled them all off the shelf and started going through them. I noticed that they, they actually did have like legitimate shelf wear on them. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, hmm. that kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> so then I just bought sleeves. They're really cheap. Yeah, they're like even like you go to your own local record store and they're like they're like a pack of fifty for like twenty at yeah. most. Yeah, you can buy them way cheaper online too. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't have any vinyl at all. Well, I have two, but right. I don't have yeah, a yeah, p- yeah. player or anything. I don't buy it consistently, I guess. Yeah. I have still all my CDs, though. Nice. Yeah, I still have a few CDs. I think those are still in, like, boxes from when I moved. I have just, like, two, I think. I have the, the No Love Deep Web one because I don't know where to how to get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, something else. I can't remember. Oh, I have a lot of K-pop CDs, actually. Yeah, yeah, I have K-pop c- CDs. I have Art of Life CD. I found that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Nice. What was it? I was just speaking of, like, <coughs> albums and covers and whatnot. I had, like, recently watched Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. at that last scene, or, like, near the, those last scenes, like, I immediately thought of the hotelier. So I looked up the hotelier, yeah. Hereditary, and I was like, I, I can't be the only one that made that joke. Right, right. But Were and you? it did. It was on Reddit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But Someone yeah. thinks like you, Aiden. Exactly. Out there. Exactly. That's funny though. I, I didn't even think of that. It's funny. I was like, ha. And then it made me want to listen to that record again. Um, the hotelier. The uh, home, like no place or whatever. Yeah. Or no, not home. Um, the one after that. Goodness. Goodness, yeah. Oh, that's what it reminds you of. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to just to pull back a little bit. I, I kind of had like two in mind because there's the the one before that has the picture of the house. So I was thinking, right. you're, like, like thinking of just yeah, the house. Yeah. No, I was thinking but, of naked old people. Yeah, yeah. I got that now. You were they, saying though. They, sorry, just yeah, just to pull back back to the Bandcamp thing. They actually do have like four or five like pre-release or like early campaigns because it's launching late of this year for everybody yeah Mm -hmm. and they do have colored records that is Hmm. confirmed already and also if like it's essentially almost looks like a kickstarter page like it even says like pledge 61 percent funded like how much they need how many days remain and everything like that so you just like pledge your money it's kind of cool it's cool that jim guthrie is one of the first to do that yeah there's um sorry Jim Guthrie for the Blow soundtrack, Christian Scott, if you know yeah. who that is. Yeah. Juliet Jade. Yeah, Juliet Jade. And Mezzarithm. <laughs> A black metal band. <laughs> Meza. Mez. That cover looks like. Arthur. Yeah. I don't know. Looks like some. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, yeah. They, they do test pressings too. That's very cool. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Do any of y'all have test pressings? Nope. Oh. I tried getting one and it sold out within like milliseconds. It was for Blank Banshee. Oh, yeah. Vaporwave artist. Yeah. I think No No Sleep Records has always been the one that I see a lot. Like they they themselves try and sell their own test pressings pretty regularly. And there's been a few that I've thought about, but I haven't gotten one yet. You usually sell for like a decent chunk of money. I almost bought the the Run the Jewels 3 one. Right, yeah. Like I was on the checkout page. They sold on like two, three minutes. And I was like, 
it's like a two hundred dollars or something. And I was like, no, no, should have though, because it sells for like four or five hundred now. Could have record it. collecting is like a long term <laughs> investment, but you can make money back. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, um, other news: Coachella happened. The first weekend happened this past weekend. Yeah. Um, Aiden watched a decent chunk of it, I think. Yeah, I I mean I only ever watched I only watched like the one performer from that day. I was kind of wanting to check out Turdstyle, but I think it was at work at that point. But Turdstyle sounded like it was pretty good. I watched whatever snippets JPEG Mafia that, had. That one performer, by the way, is Childish Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only watched the Childish Gambino one, but I saw whatever snippets like JPEG Mafia put on, mm-hmm. Turnstile put on a few, I think, and then everyone joked about everyone was having a field day with the Casey Musgraves one. Yeah. Did you see oh, that? Oh, I saw that. <laughs> the... I didn't say fucking ye. Yeah, I love that. It's so fucking funny. Uh, I love her. She's funny. But yeah, no, I only watched the Childish Gambino one because, like, I think just literally just before I went to bed, I checked Twitter, like, just before I went to bed or something like that. And, like, the second post was, like, Childish Gambino is performing, like, in two minutes. I was like, okay, fuck it. You know? <laughs> I was like, Might as well. You know, I was like, I'm here. Um, I'll, I'll try and find a, an illegal stream. Don't they do official YouTube streams? Not like you won't get access if you're in Canada, though. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Annoying, because so a few years fuck. back I watched it without a problem. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing I had that, download, too. I had to download uh, Opera or whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it through that. But uh, it was so good. Like, he played, like, throughout his whole entire discography a bunch of shit. That's like, good. What, did he play Camp? He played. He didn't play. <laughs> played bonfire. He played a. Uh, I think he played like instrumental bits from oh, camp. Okay. He didn't rap bonfire though. No, no royalty, day No anymore. royalty. Lame. So not his entire discography. You yeah. Idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like at Did one. Did he play his first two mixtapes? It sounded like at one point there was like I, I couldn't tell you which one it was, but it felt like there was a mixtape song on in his track list somewhere or is in his set list. But yeah. how was like was it like heavily like new st- stuff like was it or sorry was it like a lot of like a stage design element to it or was it just mainly like a pretty like raw performance it was a little in between um have there been any like like there wasn't as like it was a lot of like very predetermined like lighting for certain things and then like that's normal yeah it's like a normal stage like some yeah. people go pretty crazy with their stage sets yeah. like Flying Lotus, not this year, but I think it was like 2015. He set up like a full on like hypercube thing, kind of like reminiscent of Daft Punk's Pyramid. Mm-hmm. It was like crazy to see. It would be a crazy show nice. to see. Yeah. But yeah. No, it was pretty low key. He basically wore like the white pants, shirtless. Okay. That typical like kind of like Awaken My Love era kind of look that he had. Yeah. And he played this like, um, I'm sure it's going to be on, like, that new record at some point, but he played, like, a new track that was very, like, is very, like, world world music, kind of, like, Afro. Like, he was speaking, like, what must have been, like, some sort of, like, African language or something like that. <laughs> and, like, with this, like, really, like, industrial, like, drum-heavy beat. Hmm, that's interesting. It, it, it sounded so fucking good, and he was just, like, 
more aggressive than this. Yeah, I, this is America. It was wild. I wonder what direction he'll go in because he had This Is America and then that other song, which I don't remember. Yeah, he did the summer EP. Yeah. And I totally, I only ever remembered This Is uh, Feels Like Summer, but I went back because also Guava, Guava Island came out. Wait, did? Yeah, mm. it did. Guava yeah. Island came out. Is it an album or what was it? Is it's a, it's, it's a, a short, it's a short, short film. film. Yeah. Didn't you release a bunch of short films? Today, um, today they were part of the promo for his Adidas shoe line. Oh, right, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, but Guava Island was just like straight up a short film with Rihanna. With too. Rihanna, Rihanna was kind of wasted. I was kind of upset. She <laughs> was basically there to. Fan? She was basically there to look pretty. She didn't sing or anything, mm-hmm. so I was kind of. Salty. Oh, she was at the show. She was. She wasn't like in the show. She was in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. On a bit of a tangent. It, it just sounded like she was at the show, too. <laughs> that would have been dope. Yeah. That would have been so dope. Do they even have any songs together? No. no. Yeah. So <laughs> unless the, like, unless they're that, That's why he, I thought he meant she was at the show, because yeah. just yeah. looked pretty, right? Yeah, yeah. Are they a thing? Um, Like, he's married? Oh, okay. I think. He? Yeah, as a child. Oh, I didn't know that. I think he that. just had a child, like, last year. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just remember him from Community. <laughs> yeah. Those days. Michelle White is his partner. Yeah. Was it? Rihanna is single at the moment, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. Yeah. She's fun to, like, watch, like, in terms of gossip shit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, she, like, seems to always be with people, like, you don't necessarily expect her to be with. Travis then, like, Scott. She was with Travis Scott? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Wait, who? Rihanna? Yeah, she was with Travis Scott. Damn. Before he got with uh, Kylie. That's such a weird relationship. Yeah. yeah. Are they still together? I thought they. I think they're back. I think they're good now. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. I think Anyways, they're... keeping up with Kardashians. Yeah. And... Gossip podcast. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> when we shat on Lil Pump. When he found it more interesting to talk about gossip than a little pump. Yeah. She's, she's in a relationship with a Saudi businessman right now. Yeah. Oh, right. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 That's so random. Yeah. <laughs> and then before that, it was like a soccer. It was like a UK soccer player yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's wild. No. And Dodgers baseball And DiCaprio player. at one point. And what? DiCaprio? Really? Yeah. Damn. And she dated Drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they never confirmed it, yeah. did they? It was always just like... Drake was always fucking weird. Yeah, it was always weird about no, it. Drake admitted it in 2013. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. All um, right. Do you want to talk about the music? Yeah, we'll start with the music now, I think. All right, you first. All right. So I picked... I'm probably going to butcher his name. I meant to look it up before this, but I picked uh, Finesse's... Agora. Nice. He's a pretty well-known electronic, mainly ambient musician. And this is his first solo release in five years. What separates Finesse with uh, other ambient musicians is that he, he really focused on, like, I guess, an 80s kind of aesthetic in a way, with the the new romantic sound almost. Okay. With, like, uh, the loud guitars and really a lot of reverb on this and everything. Like, he's he's a guitar player, and he's been using 
guitar throughout his music to make ambient music instead of a lot of musicians use synths but this is more electroacoustic and in this record he sort of goes in a different direction because generally you'll hear ambient guitar you you'll you can hear a bit of this in this album but it's more cinematic for lack of a ba- better it's very word minimal. Yeah, yeah very minimal but every piece which there's four tracks and each one is it's in like length 10 plus yeah it's in 10 minute mark but each one has this build up and not every time it's a gigantic build up sometimes it's very minimal like the the title track on this record yeah mm-hmm. that was one of the slower ones yeah and probably one of my favorites too but it brings you i guess into this world building throughout the re- record and that's what i like about ambient music a lot is this otherworldly future uh it's like the first track it's spacey it builds up into this wall of noise essentially that but it's not erupt at all and that's what i really admire about it and that's why i think it's one of the better ambient releases this year and it just shows how consistent this guy is because he's had many great releases but yeah anything you guys want to this album um while it's like stylistically different it instantly reminded me of something like Vangelis's Blade Runner soundtrack. Right, yeah. It just had like a very ominous mm-hmm. tone to yeah, it. Yeah. And just like felt like those like... Slight drony. Like drone And like in no way was that bad. Like I really enjoyed this album. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, a great listen just to put on and like have like almost like black out everything else when mm-hmm. I was studying and things like that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, like the track Rain reminds me of it. Rainfall, yeah. Yeah, Rainfall. I really fucked yeah. with Rainfall. Yeah. I like the opening track a lot. Yeah, that one was good too. That one does remind me of like Blade Runner where it's like the, it starts off like quiet and builds up and then eventually it's all in your face with the driving like synth and noise exactly. and everything. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That song especially is yeah. one. Yeah, I was going to say on my end, like I guess I, I did some research where I was just kind of reading it up on his Bandcamp page, like kind of like the story behind this record. Mm-hmm. And I guess this album just came shortly after um shortly after his original group disbanded or shortly after like he kind of moved locations i guess and so like a lot of his equipment was still kind of up in boxes and he didn't really he didn't really know what to <clears throat> do with that or really like didn't want to move didn't really want to take all of this out again so like in terms of like that minimalistic feel you can really see that in terms of like not only does it sound minimalistic, but like he very much used what was kind of the the very few things that were out of those boxes that like were at his disposal and didn't really use much else. And this was also just recorded in like a small bedroom. I think he he was re- he yeah. was writing about like yeah. So I think that was all really cool. Like a lot of these are as as we all kind of said, like these are all very like slow burny slow burn kind of tracks yeah right. but n- none of them i would feel s- overstay their welcome no, at yeah, all throughout not. the record like they're yeah. they're perfectly placed in time limit and how he builds on them how he keeps adding like other layers to them mm-hmm. nothing's like too abrupt and generally i do enjoy that as well but 
the like I guess the subtleness and the minimalism in this as well is just a different feeling and that's why I kind of bring up that term like cinematic almost because it feels like I guess like again to bring up Blade Runner you're like standing in a Blade Runner scene and then the music goes towards like driving that scene pretty much mentioning that bedroom recording i can't remember a hundred percent but i'm pretty sure that's how he's always done his recording process yeah that's fair yeah i can yeah. see that. I, that, that that sounds like something most ambient artists would probably most ambient artists artists would be doing yeah, yeah which kind of gives me inspiration since i definitely want to dive into the game one day <laughs> yeah me too me too so i'm, I'm kind of curious aiden for you how do you feel about like ambient as a genre since I've given you a few like taste of it? I think it's grown on me definitely. Like I, I wouldn't say that I never really, I never really dislike the genre, but I think there's definitely been yeah, and a I'm, bit more insight that I've kind I'm, of. Gained. I'm definitely curious about Juggins album too after. Yeah. 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 To ask that question again for you. Cause I know those two genres without spoiling it yeah no i dug this release for the most part yeah um i think i generally lean more towards and by no means like this was still like a really good release but i think i lean more towards like the bit more speedy the the faster kind of tempos Mm -hmm. in this genre yeah i think i lean more towards that sort of area yeah me too so more going on rather than minimal i guess Yeah. yeah 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 So I guess you would lean more into ambient techno. Yeah, I almost. think so. Yeah. And I think that's why I ended up liking Rainfall the most, I think. Because mm-hmm. I think that one had the most that ended up going Yeah, I think it had that deep beat. Yeah. I might be mixing it up with something else, but I remember one of them had that like deep beat that just grows pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one was the most... I think I was interested in the journey that one was going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, Juggin, like just throwing on this record, it's just one where you can throw on and just yeah. let it go pretty much. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And yeah. that's essentially what a lot of ambient music is for, and that's what I love about it is that you don't have to – You it can be an active genre you listen to, but it can also be a genre you're not actively listening to. It can be background yeah, music. Exactly. Yeah, I liked the subtle – like. I wouldn't even say it was subtle, but I liked the guitar tone that was near the beginning of We Trigger the Sun. Mm-hmm. I think that was another kind of standout highlight for me was most of that track, if not all of it, but specifically like the intro was really good on that. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend this. Like, I think it's a chill, it's like a chill record that you can use to kind of just... Oh, definitely. I, I would describe it in sound like minimalistic. It's a bit dark, but it's also chill at the same time, I would say. It, it It's like it builds upon this darkness almost that is uprising, but not in a way like post-rock does. Yeah. Like, you know, crescendo core, essentially. Yeah. Just the way he deals with ambient textures is pretty incredible. And anyone interested in ambient music, he's definitely a good entry artist, even if those tracks are a little lengthy for some people yeah yeah i think that would probably be like the one issue but i think if you just had it if you play through the album and kind of just let it play like Mm -hmm. you're not really gonna notice yeah you have anything else to add jagan no not 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 anything on top of what you guys said 
All right. Well, I, I think, think I'm in the same boat as Aiden, though, when it yeah. comes to taste. I, I think you knew that already. Yeah. But I just want to make that clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I asked Aiden, but. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, that was uh, my album, Finesse Agora. Yeah. We'll move on to Aiden's. Yeah, I think this this episode was a bit more of a difficult, there's a bit of a difficult choice with this one. Because I was definitely torn between maybe Ventura for a bit and then maybe one other album on top of this. I still haven't listened to Anderson Pack. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. I think it's yeah. good. I think it's a lot yeah. better than... Yeah. I keep forgetting Oxner. to listen to it. Yeah. It's definitely like people are going to be happy that it's a bit more of a return to form. Yeah. It's definitely like it's a return to that soul thing. It's not as diverse. I think I spoke to you about it already. Yeah. It's not as diverse as Malibu was yeah. in that area. But it's still but good. But it's still really good. Like the fact that he got the people that he has on Ventura as well is like pretty damn solid. Like Smokey Robinson, Nate Dogg and shit like that. Like it's good. Yeah. But needless to say, I ended up picking um, a young female rapper, Velza Wonder. And her album is called La La Sena Avenue. She's like a LA rapper that started around 2014. This is her third release. And she's kind of highlighting like this very early boom bap era sound alongside like really like lush piano mm-hmm. jazz samplings. And that's probably like the thing that stuck out to me the most. I think that's why I ended up picking her. Like I think yeah. whoever whoever produced this or if it's alongside if it's her choice as well, they have like a really good ear for like the piano samples and shit like that. It's almost I would say like the samples are kind of loungy too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're and very, then like, like her voice just goes along with it too, like her rapping and everything. Yeah. Because I remember you sent me this album when it first came out. I never heard of her, and you're but you're like this is right up your alley. Yeah. And I'm like yeah, it reminds me of all these like indie rappers I'm into right now and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get enough time to go into the lyrical content though, but I kind of get a feeling this is her like expression of herself. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, there was, I guess maybe she was the one that had the interview or someone that also like did their own kind of uh, research into it. But La Sena Avenue is likely it's likely the type, the name of the street that she kind of grew up on. It kind of paints this picture of like urban living, family life, and like tradition, mm-hmm. all kind of wrapped up together. Because it's even by like the titling of some of her songs and by her rapping, you can tell like she has like this LA heritage and this like Spanish heritage, and that's kind of what like keeps her really interesting. But um, yeah, it comes from a street name in Baldwin Park. Um, and, like, there's a lot of really great storytelling and lyricism on, on this record I, I really liked. Like, Mia, Mita, Mila, or Mija, kind of serves as, like, this open letter towards her, like, her future daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Frutas is, like, this very, like, cute, lovey-dovey song, this, like, kind of breakfast in bed type of track. And, like, there's, like, a lot of sexual innuendo in that song. But that, that was, like, a highlight for me, and Friends was about... I didn't know who the fuck Friends was about, and I don't know if the writer of this is legit or not, but I guess he was saying that it's about her pet dog. What one was that again? 
the uh, it sounds familiar is one of the later albums where she was like oh like you got sick and this and that oh yeah. okay what was the one where it's like th- they know Vel but they don't know who I am or something like that oh, that's one of the earlier ones is it I, I thought it was so. the later one no 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 that is friends you're right oh yeah. okay yeah, yeah see that's what right. I was thinking of that's the connection yeah. I was making yeah yeah they don't know yeah that sounds about right now that I think about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the, definitely that track. Yeah, I, I really like that track. That track did stand out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I. I really enjoyed the the instrumentals on this track on this album. I think like. I think that was one of the standouts for me, was like the production on this was. I don't want to say unique, but for the era for this era, it's unique. Yeah. Like it's like very no one like touches. Late yeah, 90s, no. yeah. like late 90s, 90s style. <laughs> yeah, like, very late 90s, yeah. Yeah. It's like well-produced. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And no one really touches, like, piano-emphasized samples that much anymore, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So this kind of felt like a nice change of pace, like a bit of a palate cleanser. Uh, you you might have, like, one track here and there yeah. with Not a like an piano, album. but this album is centralized around that piano sound. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it gives that like a lounge vibe almost. Like you're sitting in a lounge and the samples playing in the background and someone just starts rapping and you're like, this is sick. Yeah, definitely. I I will say though, even though it's kind of ironic because I'm I'm a huge uh Milo fan, I will say that sometimes her rapping just like her voice and like tone pretty much just like blended i guess with the track where i stopped paying attention to her and just paid attention to the beat and production yeah definitely which is again weird to say with how many of those like rappers have that monotone voice and i guess like delivery yeah definitely i felt like for like i felt like she had like kind of like three different distinct voices on this record oh yeah old school rap thing and kind of like more singy newer style rap and then just kind of like the straight up singing and the spanishy kind of the the spanish like talked spoken vote areas Mm, yeah i guess i'm more so talking about just like the rap style so like the first point you had there yeah but (laughs) not not to say i didn't enjoy it it's just one thing that stuck out with me with this record Mm -hmm. that i because, like, I remember when I first listened to it, the I, I was like, you sent me it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I really fuck with this. Like, the first, like, five tracks, I was really yeah. into it. But then eventually it it just kept going, and I was like, okay. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, I was, like, really there's impressed, of, and then... There's a bit of a lull after, after Fruita's, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. I think so. that's where I would notice it. That's I think that's where I personally noticed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, August... August 21st. It, like, picks up again. Yeah. Like, because I was listening to this the other day, yeah, exactly. obviously, and I remember, like... Like, I think I'm not... Mr. Green and Deep End... I'm not even sure, like, Mr. Green and, Green and Deep End, I don't necessarily remember a lot of, it, it, it's hard. I Be- recognize, yeah. Yeah, because uh, how long is this record? It's uh, 15 tracks or so? Yeah, yeah, it's 15, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's always hard with rap albums, I find, where to keep your interest for that many tracks. Yeah, definitely. 
Like she had a few. She had an intro and an outro as well. We could check those out. Right, yeah. But that's like the same thing. I had a problem with like the new Billy Woods album. Yeah. To give another like indie example, I guess, like Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel. That should be a recipe for something I would have picked on this episode. Yeah. But it just it just not all the tracks were there. Yeah. I would say I think probably the largest highlight that I wanted to talk about was August 21st. Like, I think that's the one that really yeah. highlights her storytelling capabilities. I had, like, I tried looking up what the heck happened, like, what, why August 21st is. Significant. Significant. <laughs> couldn't find anything? I couldn't really find anything, especially because, like, oh, I, I thought it had to correlate towards, like, the shooting that she talks about, like, the club shooting. Yeah, but right. she's talking about the Pulse nightclub shooting and that happened. Yeah, I got that comparison, but I don't know. Yeah, that's probably one of the heaviest tracks on the album for sure. But I'm, yeah, I'm I'm curious what the, what the title kind of, how the title relates because Pulse was like November or something like that. Maybe she just made the track August 21st. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes track titles are meaningless, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Vinyl Frontier. Vinyl Frontier has like a really sick oh, yeah. loop. Yeah. I really like the loop on that one. That's one of the earlier tracks too, right? Yeah. yeah I think that's like the yeah, I, yeah, I remember really. I think that's when it took off for me where it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. No, she, she's incredibly gifted. I, I feel like... Th- is this her first album? This is her third. Third, yeah. okay. Yeah. I guess, like, I, I'm sure, I feel like if I were to look. That, that's were, funny I, that yeah. we've never heard of her, and it's her third album. Yeah, definitely. She, did she, she even started, get any like, press? No. Not even. Like, I think I found out about this record through, like, the Dead End. I think someone on the Dead End hip-hop, like, Facebook group uh-huh. had shared it. That's I was, interesting. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, it's interesting, this album picked up no press yeah usually people are on their underground hip-hop well like other than the production like i mentioned that's the only thing i really want to, to mention on top yeah but like um i think i'm in the same boat as andrew where like overall i liked her her voice but i feel like it could have maybe had a little bit more energy or something at some points and i felt like it kind of faded out yeah yeah like, I, I guess what I mean by that is that the beats were so, like, simple, loungy. Yeah. Yeah. Simple for the lack of the better word. That her, like, flow sort of blended in with the track because it was the same, like, I guess, like, monotone. But, like, I guess, like, the, just the tone that she used, like, mm-hmm. throughout was, it fit together with the beats. But when... It doesn't kind of engage you. Yeah, yeah. when that... When the track isn't, when it, the track's more of like a lounge background, kind of like chill, lack of a better term again. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that her in the album cover? I think so, yeah. Just because when I looked at some of her other things, she's on the cover of others and she looks a lot paler. Yeah. You know, that now that I think of it, maybe in, maybe in connection to the album, maybe that's like her mom or something. Yeah, that would make sense actually. Yeah. Yeah, like the other, especially like the other album covers, this feels like a, this feels like a very different vibe, vibe for her. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's one thing I know. I was almost like, are those the same artists? That's what I thought for a second. Yeah. Did you ever get it? Jared looks like a, like a, 
What's that? What's that girl? Lana Del Rey cover. It looks like a yeah, like a Lana Tina Shea. Did you ever listen to any of her other albums? I didn't. No, I didn't either. Yeah. I'd be curious at some point, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's probably all I really had to highlight. Um, I like the intro. I think I'm I'm a sucker for intros. <laughs> yeah, I was like, glad there wasn't more than just an intro and outro. I'm yeah, I'm them. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I hate interludes. Yeah, but an intro and an outro is fine. I just don't like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook story. <laughs> Always come back to that one. But honestly, it's just become such a huge meme that whenever I listen, <laughs> listen to Blonde, it's it's part of the album, and I'm like, oh, here it's Facebook story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll we'll continue on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Then for the album I picked is is by it's another electronic artist. It's by the Chemical Brothers. It's called No Geography. And uh, Chemical Brothers are, I'll tell you, one of like one of those artists who really defined the current big beat. I guess was like. I think that was the the genre that yeah. they were considered as like. Okay, I just yeah. meant like they're like they're like they're like, they're like a defining act. Yeah, they really were they're, modern they're one of the music. big like '90s groups yeah. that really like got like, their rise. Stand yeah. like alongside like Aphex Twin, yeah. the yeah. Chemical Brothers, and like uh, Daft Punk, and they really put like, like electronic music more those. on the map. Yeah. I guess. So I think this is their first release in four years, five, four or five, four years? Or five years. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Um. There was like, always a group that like I forget about. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they released an album, I'm like, oh, that was actually really good. And then I forget about them. Again. <laughs> and, it's, uh, it's they have that fabled legendary status where it's just like, oh, they released an album. Check it out. But. Yeah. Um. Sam was like. Not my favorite electronic artist. I mean, album ever, but I still really enjoyed it. I liked. It had like more of a psychedelic sound to it at yeah, some points. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um like I really enjoyed the singles before they came out, which I think is like We've Got to Try and Ma M A H and a few others. But um Mad as Hell. Is that what it sounds for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Well it's um, the sample that it says in the song. Oh I'm just <laughs> really I like Ma. did not put those together. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, they have like a very defined style, which is usually like a vocal sample that is looped over, mm-hmm. like usually one or two lines max. Seen like Eve of Destruction, like we've got yeah. to try like pretty much every track actually. Bango, 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 bang, bang, bango. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, th- I think Eve of Destruction is actually not a sample, it's actually a person because I know they had Aurora on a couple tracks who just did a monotone. Like I guess performance. Mm. I think I, I I was looking up. I think on Genius they were saying something about Eve of Destruction. Eve of Destruction was a good song. It was good. Yeah, it was a great opener. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. Yeah, it totally reminded me of uh, like the '80s. I guess like no wave scene that was like experimenting with like underground electronic music punk and style and everything especially that bass just reminded me of Man. liquid liquid when like they 
dropped or, out of like the electronic bass and had like the legitimate like bass line towards yeah. the end. I was like, that's dope. Yeah, <laughs> it was very reminiscent of like LCD as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 No, I, listening to this album. This is honestly my first Chemical Brothers album. I've never checked them out before. And just because, like I said, they have that like legendary status where it's just hard to penetrate their discography. Yeah, it's a like King Crimson for me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a lot of those older bands where I'm slowly working my way through. Mm-hmm. But I've heard this is, album is more of a, like, a return to form, I guess, because like beforehand they were more experimenting with different sounds. I guess that's what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely gone through a few different sounds. Yeah. And this was more reminiscent of like their 90s style, like their rave and big beat, even like Chicago House in there with the soul samples. Yeah. What, that's what I love, though. I love like Chicago House so much. It's so fun, so, so danceable. It's funny because they're UK based. I think, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, those first five tracks are magical. They just yeah. drew me in immediately. And I'm like, there's like banner after banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Holy shit. Gravity Drops is probably my favorite. Gravity Drops, yeah. yeah. I really fuck with Gravity Drops. That like rolling drum beat that oh, they yeah. have in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> that was probably my standout moment on this album. It was like, Oh. It just like kept going. I was like, "Yo, shit!" <laughs> oh, what's the one with like the crazy synths? It's like before Mad as Hell. I'm pretty sure. Free yourself. Yeah, I think so. Free that yourself. sounds like that sounds and like. Free and yourself. it just like yeah. goes into crazy synths, or they're just like beening, beening, beening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I fuck with this. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like it belongs, but it's perfect. It works. It really works. Yeah, they're really good at. They know what defines them and they yeah. know how throughout every album like you can mm-hmm. go and be like this is the chemical brothers even though yeah, a lot of them like sound very people, different what people kind of come back for yeah exactly which is the experimentation and the it's the synth and the repetitiveness of like the, like the few lines and everything that yeah. like, it's really the percussion cool. or like the drumming and on the, this and is the drumming yeah so good mm-hmm. yeah overall and, it, and it's funny because uh uh well, without bringing up a certain reviewer, they were saying... Uh, Fantano. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were saying they didn't like the synths in the album, that they felt they were out of place. But I love that. I love those. I, like, I thought they worked really yeah, well. Yeah, I, I love those, like, almost angelic synths that come in, like, in the outros and everything. Just yeah. adds to the atmosphere. Like that soaring yeah. effect, yeah. But I could see how it could be out of place for some people. Yeah. Or cliche, I guess. Yeah. But they like define that sound. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I I don't think Fantano is one for like distractions in his music generally. Like I like I don't okay. know how to describe it, but to be honest, I, I listen or watch a Fantano review once every, like, four months. <laughs> I only watched it because we were reviewing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were mentioning, though, earlier that I don't feel like Fantano is well-versed overall in electronic music. And that's fine. But I feel like for that reason, he I just don't really take his taste in electronic music very no. seriously. It, it's kind of difficult 
in his place as a reviewer, and this is off topic, but him trying to explore every genre oh, of course. instead of focusing on one genre. I mean, most of his fan base comes probably from the hip hop community. Yeah, and he really understands hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least and what like, I can understand. He reviews electronic albums when, like, they're big enough that they need to be reviewed. Like, mm-hmm. clearly, right? Like, them or, like, he's done, like, Daft. Like, he doesn't do very much. No, no. And same goes with, like, metal or ambient. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But, um, anyways, yeah. Chemical Brothers. I really like Bango, No Geography. Yeah, No Geography was a really good track. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gravity Drops, as I said already. We've got to try Catch Me, I'm Falling. Yeah, that's a I great outro. I love the sample on this. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird, like, James Brownie-esque kind of vocal thing. So good. We've got to try was the first song I listened to off the album just because it was like one of the singles yeah mm-hmm. i i realized they were releasing a new album to be honest right after i saw that they were headlining uh Oshiega this year yeah yeah and i've always like like i said been a fan but i didn't realize they were releasing any new music and that was for them now it was like still probably one of my favorites i really enjoyed that as a single really mm-hmm. stood out um yeah honestly the only track i don't remember is uh the universe sent me looking at the track list yeah, no, definitely, and I think that's the one that Fantano said like was his least favorite, or like his. No, he he didn't like Ma. Yeah, I loved Ma. Ma has Ma like a so rising. He, yeah. he thought he thought Intentions. the sample was obnoxious. Yeah. That's what he was saying. Oh, okay, well yeah. he's he's dumb. But yeah, I only I I open up the link to see which songs he highlighted, mm-hmm. what was his least favorite, and the the rating. And I think in his least his least favorite was Ma and they the universe. Understand me. Yeah. I remember him saying he didn't like we it's either free yourself or we've got to try as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's free yourself because again of the synth. Yeah. I think I that's what he that. didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that both of you guys would like this song. Yeah. So <laughs> so again I'm gonna ask you, since we uh, know Juggin likes electronic music, but you haven't really explored it, Aiden. <clears throat> I'm I'm kind of interested to see how you feel as like the genre as a whole, since we've brought in a lot <laughs> of electronic music. Has your yeah, has your like curiosity or yeah. taste? Yeah, I, I think I'd say my 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 tastes have definitely expanded. There's definitely been like a burst of interest in this sort of field, and especially like in that in this like house, this area of house, I guess. Yeah, um, like I'm su- I'm super into this sort of thing. Yeah, anything direct, anything leaning more towards this sort of tempo yeah i think i gravitate towards like a lot more high energy yeah i like the energy aspect to it yeah the the one thing i what made me fall in love with electronic music because i remember i was trying to get in for years was just how well these producers like create like i guess textures like you listen to a track you hear one thing and then you hear you listen to it again you hear another thing Mm -hmm. it's like how do they think of it? It's incredible, some of them. Like, Definitely. especially IDM artists, I guess you, you could call them. Yeah. IDM. Yeah. <laughs> um, that yeah. reactionary scene that thought they were better than people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you didn't ask me, but I'm, I'm in, I, I clearly obviously like this kind of music. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely gravitate more towards so like i would say like there's like ambient then there's like the 
chill wave. Then like you kind of goes into like the EDM scene, yeah. which is like popular EDM, where it has like a specific tempo. Yeah, that's like trance. No, see, the <laughs> thing is that real trance is actually really fucking good because it's really high. This is the thing of like every genre. Real like dubstep is really good too. Yeah, okay, we're talking about like mainstream, like like Mark and Garrix. And, like, you go EDM, and then within EDM, there's EDM trance. Yeah, right. There's, which like, yeah, but like there's real like trance. Festival, like, like, I like yeah, exactly. Festival yeah. electronic music typically is not very good it's basically it has its time like in place like it's meant for festivals i just like i don't like like i i get how it's dancey yeah but i guess not what i like about electronic music like i like the energy and that always comes with like high tempo like high a lot of this is not danceable quote unquote my i mean i would fucking dance to it stuff but the thing is that you would try because it's like so much energy you just want to like have like a good time yeah just go all out right like but, Daniel but, but, Avery, like his show, like was like so high up. It's not normal to yeah, dance. Yeah, it was that, like it was minimal crazy, techno, right? 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 Just, but it. everyone was just like fucking out of their mind. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're, you're right. No one could dance to Eva Distraction. Well, I I think. Like it's, it would be like hard, right? Yeah. Like, or even like Ma. I think for yourself, you could dance to though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah, definitely yeah, songs yeah. you can dance to. I'm not like yeah, kidding. but. I remember reading the Pitchfork review too, and they were saying this album is best like listened to front to back, so you get the context of each track pretty much. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's not really a. Were they positive? Yeah, yeah. it was eight out of ten. That's pretty yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, no, I think I get. I was just reading up on this as well, but I guess like the Guardian was highlighting that this was also no geography was recorded with more or less the same equipment as Exit Planet Dust, like, their original album. So, oh. like, a lot of this is, like, early, late 90s equipment. Oh, yeah. Well, I get that vibe from the album, too. But yeah. I love it, so yeah, mm-hmm. not complaining. Yeah, no, that's definitely I mean, not a complaint. Yeah. If you guys like this album, then you guys should definitely check out something like Surrender. It's one of their older albums. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah or Exit Planet Dust is a good one. I like, they have a lot of albums, like you were saying, that's, yeah. like, hard to penetrate, but I would... Honestly, recommend going from the beginning. Yeah, if you are going to. see a thing with a lot of these artists too is like when they have large discographies, but they don't really have a bad album. Then yeah. it's like, where do I start? Even but like, but like from the beginning is definitely what I recommend for like like you were saying, King Crimson, right? Because yeah. then you get to see them progress as musicians too. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would recommend this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pull it out at a party. I'd pull it out. Yeah, I don't think it was one of their best albums, though. I think Surrender is my favorite. Just saying, but it's always hard not to compare them yeah. against their older stuff, yeah. which I hate doing. But like, it's hard. It, yeah, it's just what we're familiar with mm-hmm. with musicians. Mm-hmm. But Aiden, do you want to take it away? All right. Yeah. With, like, the classic now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be 20 minutes of Aiden popping off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, here you go. My pick this week um, for classic album or, like, kind of, like, album to bring to the table. Classic in quotes. Yeah. yeah. I don't, like, I, I can't How remember How old is it? 11 years now? 2008. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I can't necessarily, like, remember what we're calling this whole section, but... Basically, uh, this this is like it's whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. favorite album. It's a classic to us. Yeah, yeah, a classic to us. Yeah, but I ended up picking 
The Ocean and the Sun, which is the third release by The Sounds of Animals Fighting. It's their final release? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of surprised you picked this one. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't think it was your favorite, honestly. I think this is my favorite. Really? Easy. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I just was surprised this one was your favorite. Yeah. I think there's like a lot of cool moments in Tiger and the Duke. Yeah. But I really fuck with this one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think there's their second album? Because that's the one with Craig Owens, right? Or is I that think, their I first think one? Tiger and the Duke also has... The Tiger and the Duke also has Craig, I think. But Lover the Lord Has Left Us also has, is mostly Craig. Yeah. I don't mind it. Intro, the intro to Unaria is really good since we're on that album. Yeah. But yeah. No, I think I just kept coming back to Ocean in the Sun even back then. I'm interested in the concept of this album. I guess for like for context overall as well, um, the sounds of animals fighting is this basically it's a supergroup, this like weird concept secret supergroup thing that was founded by the guitarist Rich Balling, I guess, or the one of the members from RX Bandits, Rich Balling, and it eventually like just like housed like these powerhouses of like the post hardcore community, yeah, like, proggy rock post-hardcore community so they got yeah so who do they have they they got anthony green craig owens steve schwa or chua and Choi? like Choi, yeah who's that he's from i think he's from is he from he's from rx bandits and a couple okay, other things yeah. yeah yeah he's the drummer right yeah and then like other members most of these members are from rx bandits yeah. as well like kind of it's basically a side matt project Embry. yeah yeah and matt Embry is the vocalist yeah well, yeah, it's like this this fucking like pot of genres. Like, yeah, there's moments where they're just like experimental rock, prog rock, art rock, and like ambient. Yeah, and to say, our expandits and I guess Circus Survive aren't really related to those genres at all. Yeah, exactly. They might have some moments. They have like through lines. Yeah, and yeah. our expandits later albums definitely turn less ska. Yeah, and more prog. Yeah, I was honestly really surprised. Okay, so. Aiden has been trying to get me to listen to this album or this band for so long. <laughs> like multiple times we bring it up until finally I was like, okay, I'll add it to my library. I still didn't listen to them and I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so and so you, finally when I was forced to, yeah, you're like, forced. hey, I had no idea what the sound is really going to be like. Yeah. Aiden just said, it's right up your alley. And I was like, okay, well, that's right. a lot of things, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, when I started listening to it and it was so proggy, I was like shocked almost. Aiden never went through that prog phase with us. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in it, I was like, "What the hell?" Right? I was like, <laughs> "But it's okay." I'll let Aiden go off. I really enjoyed this. Oh album. my like, really, really god! <laughs> this album distinctly is like not as heavy on like the full fucking supergroup thing. Yeah. Like I guess it kind of features like the four core members of the Sounds of Animals Fighting. So that's like Matt Embry. It, it definitely uh, like sounds Green. more like a it later. It sounds more like a band. Yeah. Than a supergroup yeah. than others did. And like it sounds kind of like they I was gonna say out. it sounds more like RX Bandits yeah. almost at times. Yeah, and it sounds like they kind of figured out the proper mix between like the electronic elements and like where to fit them right. alongside like all the other elements. And I guess like the other really cool thing with this band is like they all wore masks. Yeah. While they were on stage when they when they did like these small tours and they all created their titles. So like for this album specifically, like there was a bunch more animals that were people in the other releases, but for this one it was like. Matt Embry was the Nightingale. There was um, 
Matt Embry was the walrus, Anthony Green was the skunk, Chris was the lynx, and Rich was the nightingale hmm. for this release. Yeah. Which is so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> that's the type of shit that I get into. <laughs> the theatrics. So they, kind of, so they kind of copied Animal Collective? Yeah. I guess. How, right. how, how, I guess they must have been right around the same time, yeah. No, Animal think, Collective was pretty early on. I think yeah. they started like 99 or 2000. Well, yeah, yeah, but that was just Aviator and, uh, yeah. and Panda Bear. Yeah. You know, it was so fun. I looked up the Wikipedia for this today. You know who's the associated, or not even associate, like related artists or like associated acts? Who? Sano. What? Sun. <laughs> I guess cause just like the same similar stage presence thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think yeah. that's the, the way they're thinking. Yeah. But yeah, this whole, like this album is like. I was kind of thinking of that when you were bringing up the whole yeah. like stage presence. And I was like, that sounds like Sun. Yeah. Are you, is it Sun O or no, Sun? No, it's Sun. It's just Sun, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is it the O? I forget. <laughs> it, it's like, I, uh, I can't remember. It's some pretentious thing they came up with. The, oh. Yeah, holy shit! I can't stress how good this record is, like through and through. But like the intro, the intro actually happens to be like this, this old eighteen ninety five poem called "In the Desert," and they have like this woman speaking in Farsi to like introduce the track. Mm-hmm. And. Pretty cool. I always fuck with that, actually. It's so <laughs> the, good. Those kind of intros I enjoy. It's like a really good little intro, and it has yeah. like that in-the-studio sort of feel with like Rich yeah. being like, start over, start over. You might as well, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was all really cool, and then it goes straight into the ocean and the sun. I'm not sure where that ends up, where that track ends up in terms of like hierarchy of like best tracks on the album, but like it's up just like super good groove, like smooth guitar, and like... oh. Every instrument, and I mean, you'll find that in any prog release. Every instrument on this track is just, or album is amazing. Mm -hmm. I I especially noticed the guitar work, though. Yeah, there's a lot of really great guitar work on this record. Um, And, like, Anthony Green is, like, at his peak, I would say, with this group. Because it's not just like the high pitched like yeah. vocal style that he's known for, but he's like able to do like his post hardcore screams and he's able to be more aggressive. And that's... aggressive Anthony Green is best Anthony Green in my opinion. Well, that, that's what I felt like too because I've never been the biggest Circus Survive fan. Yeah, like I've liked albums here and there, but I've n- I don't think I've loved an album enough to like repeatedly listen to it. But mm-hmm. but I love anthony green's voice and i feel like he fits so well within this album mm-hmm. no, he, he's like perfect for this i'm not really sure what to say about the lyrics because i'm not really sure what the overarching concept yeah is, i was kind of confused like, some of it felt like it was a question on capitalism almost yeah well like yeah the lyrics through ocean and the sun seem to have this whole like very political very anti-capitalist kind of like rhetoric beside them and one track that really stood out to me was the heraldic beak of the manufacturer i don't know the rest it doesn't say here yeah (laughs) whatever the ending of that is but that track really stood out to me the manufacturer's medallion yeah 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 i I just remember the guitar work in that because 
it had that classic like post hardcore like s- almost like stiffness to it yeah. but then it also had like the complex guitar work and you're like holy yeah. shit but yeah no even like the lyrics for in the ocean the ocean and the sun was like the, it ends off with like the more units we can move the more customers we can serve the more votes we yeah. can get the more money and the more stuff we have the better right yeah it's just fitting i'm learning about all this in geography yeah and also juggins and then no the geography. Next, <laughs> and then the next song is i the swan which is like starts a very slow is it i the swan i thought it was one the swan no it's i the swan okay this one yeah <laughs> which is like i thought it was like oh i didn't see the comma i thought it was like oh you know, yeah, you yeah, know no, roman just, numeral yeah yeah. No, it plays in tandem with like the lyrics, how it's in Yeah, that, like, that makes more sense because it's the only one with. Yeah. If it was a Roman numeral. Yeah. But yeah, fuck. So it's like this weird, like I wouldn't even say like it's a weird, like it's a bit of a jump from the ocean and the sun lyrically to I the Swan, which feels a bit more like very old school like poetry, like kind of like that weird like slammy kind of vibe to it with like. Is this the? I the Swan, beautiful and phallic, perched and then like. He does that weird kind of shouty moment near the end. He's like, which is always my highlight whenever I listen to that track, where he's like, he picked up a large white vase and pitched it. <laughs> that always stands. <laughs> that always stands out somehow. Like that was always one of my favorite parts because it like the instrumentation goes back and he kind of says his thing, and then it just like fucking slams the brakes after he says of the man that pulled at my feathers. Mm. Fuck. What does that mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, just, like, just the way he cute. delivers it. Yeah, it's just like the delivery. Yeah, and just the way. Okay. So good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to yeah. explain what that no, meant. No, no, I'm no. like, I don't yeah. know what that means. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an English major. <laughs> uh, what is the track? Uh, which is the first track the Arx Bandit singer sings in? Is I that think a, another? I think it's that one. That's yeah. Rich Balling. Yeah. Is that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that one has the chiller guitar. Then. Yeah. Or, yeah. I really love that style of guitar, and yeah. it's all throughout this album. Yeah. That's what I kind of appreciate. Is that like, it's more like I guess I don't want to say complex, but it's not all straight power chords, which mm-hmm. a lot of the the scene is known for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with sometimes they have melodic riffing, but. Yeah. Man, this like. This album is so good right off the top with, like, the first, like, six tracks. Like, <laughs> six tracks in it. Like, I can't... Every song is, like, a top for me. Yeah, and then... With, the... like, another leather long, lewd, and cellophane. Cellophane is probably my one of my personal favorites. I, yeah, every song is pretty much fantastic on here. Yeah. Like, they're, they're a group probably one of the only super groups and i don't even know if you can consider them a super group yeah just i think like you could have said they were earlier on yeah with like craig owens and shit yeah like this is not isles and glaciers no <laughs> what's that isles and glaciers was like yikes <laughs> is like pierce the veil johnny craig, craig dance, like the dance gavin dance craig owens and like shit from that scene, like yeah. more of that yeah, post hardcore yeah. yeah, scene, the, like yeah. all grouping together to do like a super group right. for a bit. I think they lasted like one summer. Yeah, they had one EP. And originally they had thought of Anthony Green being in that group as well. Yeah. But he like that was during the time that he had a falling out with Craig Owens. Uh, what a scene. Yeah. What a ride. 
Yeah, the yeah. the last track too. That reminds me. On the occasion of wet snow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Seven minutes. I love my yeah. lawn tracks. <laughs> yeah. Jugging. Yeah. I feel like, and I might be wrong on this one, but I want. I'm curious to. Because whenever I thought of you with this album, I always thought of Uzbekistan. I was about to say that's my favorite at all. <laughs> I knew so that. Funny. I fucking knew that would be your favorite. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to that. You kept on like yeah. reading on. Yeah, that's easily my favorite song. I re- and I can't explain to you why, but it's just something great. I mean, I like I I'm with you guys where I say like I don't honestly think there's a single bad song in the album, like even close mm-hmm. to bad. Like I really enjoyed it. But that one just stands out. I really like the vocals, especially. Yeah. The yeah, fucking the production on that track with, yeah. like, the sample and the electronic shit. It's so good. <laughs> it's funny how you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, out, the outro track, like you just mentioned, on the occasion of Wet Snow, also really liked that track. And I also really liked um, the title track. Those are my three standout tracks for me. Mm-hmm. The title track was like a great intro into the band for me. I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to say on this album because like, it's just like it's crazy. It's like a very experimental. So I know it's like it's like just like yeah. so much going on in like every song. There's something so different going on, and I really appreciated that though. One thing that surprised me. This has nothing to do with the music, but it was released on Epitaph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Why is that surprising? Because F- is more like punk metalcore, but yeah. they have been. But recently, they've been signing more interesting acts. Yeah. But back then, they were known as like the metalcore label, I guess. Was anybody in the group kind of associated with them? I guess anyway? you could kind of say Circa Survive, yeah. or uh, Craig Owens when he was in the group. Because Chiodos was probably more bordering that line. Mm-hmm. Let's see if there there are other albums that are not released. They're released on Equal Vision, so it's weird. The final one without mm-hmm. Craig Owens. Maybe our Bandits was on there. <laughs> they're not. I'm looking it up right now. But I just found that interesting. Yeah. I guess what's also interesting is that also like, in terms of the intro and going back to it. The intro has the Farsi translation of this in the desert poem, and then Ahab has like the English version right. of it, yeah, or at least a, a section of the English version of it. And Ahab's no music, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah right. I'm There's a couple sure. like just dis- distinctly spoken word parts, which is also really interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like super off kilter, but like yeah, Uzbekistan ends with like that spoken word, like I don't understand French, but if I could. I would write beautiful songs about horrible things, and that's how it's introduced. What the? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, man. I really fuck with this album. I've always fucked with this album. Yeah. I mean, they really pull together a really solid sound that you don't hear too often. Yeah. I mean, back in that time, you didn't hear too often. Now we have a whole, like, progressive post-hardcore scene yeah but they don't sound anything like yeah this band in particular like this was a group that seems like it and it like i feel like other groups took slower to to jump on like the mars volta train but like these guys like yeah. jumped on it early yeah yeah actually, that, that's exactly um, how our expanded like yeah later stuff sounds and you can 
hear the Mars Volta comparison. So I think they had a lot of hand in, like, deciding on the music here. I mean, there's four of them, I think. Yeah. That's actually one of the first comparisons I drew. And that, Volta, yeah. yeah, the Mars Volta insulin. And I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I hear Mars Volta, RX Bandits, Circus Survive, obviously. Yeah. I, I even hear some early Seosin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, Anthony Green was just able to work with this so well. And, like, they found, like, the perfect blend of, like, erratic guitar shit and also like the chiller slower shit well now hopefully they release a new album i yeah there because they that's part of the reason that i picked this album too was like this came this year came right around the time that they kind of threw themselves out onto social media again and announced like this like fairly large touring schedule for the sounds of animals fighting. Yeah, usually when bands release, like if it's not just a one-off show. It, yeah, exactly. It's probably. And that's the thing was like. I c- I could see they, Anthony they, Green wanting to do one because he's been recently. Because he's been doing Seos and shit. Yeah, again, exactly. Like, they released yeah. that full length together, which yeah. was mediocre, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But yeah, like this can't like, because they even like they did a bit of a tour like three four years back. They did a bit of a comeback tour, but that was only like four shows. Or yeah. Something like that. Well, it's another. And this was like this was like fifteen or so. Yeah. Another example is like Alexis on Fire, how they always did shows like yeah. in Toronto they or did near like the Toronto. One or two a yeah. year type of thing, yeah. or like maybe a fest. But now they released a song. Yeah. Who knows? We might see them actually releasing an album. Yeah. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Sound of Animals Fighting Part yeah. Two. I would. I, w- I wonder if they. Well, they already confirmed who's back, but I wonder if uh, they would bring in anyone new. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see, like, if they directed themselves more towards, like, like what they getting bring some new Tillian, Tillian, or I, even like. I Jason. feel like Tillian would do it. Even like Jason from like Let Live. Yeah, I he can would, see that. But he's more on his Lincoln Park shit he's right on now. That, he's on that fever <laughs> shit. Yeah. Which is like tolerable, but yeah, man, I miss. Let live. I feel like let live will. Mm, I was just about to say I feel like I'll bring let live at some point, but I feel like it's gonna be a long time before I get let live brought on this podcast. Yeah. But let live was so good. Yeah. Early on. Well, at least fake history. Yeah. Even like the the second album after that was all right. Yeah, it's just the production. I don't know why Black they is went. Beautiful. I yeah. don't know why they went with that. It's the same with the Wonder New Years new album. Yeah. The like I love the songs, but the production kills it for me. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I'm not sure what else I can really say without just like saying the shit the same shit over and over again. But like the ocean and the sun is. Yeah, it's incredible. Hard. Really, really, if anyone listens or wants an idea of the album or their sound, they should listen to that title track. Yeah, I'd say either the title track or another leather lung. I think another leather lung also has like yeah, they, it enough, has the like duality. Yeah, the variety. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it has like both sides of the group pretty much yeah. right there in those two tracks. Yeah. 
Whichever one also has like that hey, that shouted hey moment. I'm pretty sure that's cellophane. I don't remember that. Yeah. Where it's just like the one word sentence for a bit and then like stops. Hey. <laughs> and then just like starts again. Oh, That's okay. cellophane. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, one thing, the one thing I really enjoy about this record, though, like they they go full out prog here. Like yeah. it's probably going to be labeled just a progressive rock record, but uh, they still keep that old like post hardcore moments alive. And I'm not talking about like you know, like mid two thousands post hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> we're like... s- sort of shifting into the yeah. I guess like sleeping with sirens and shit yeah. it's very like finch yeah it's very like early post hardcore where it's i guess this like harsher sound to it almost yeah. what post hardcore essentially started off as like fugazi yeah yeah i yeah i think that's that's about it yeah i, I have nothing more to say about yeah. that yeah. i i went off about it yeah i am i'm excited to see like if there is a new album on the way and what that sounds like I think that'll be a re- like really interesting to see. Like your expectations are going to be way too high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like every new yeah. Kanye album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has that one artist. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That was me and Opeth for a while, and then I just yeah. gave up. Yeah. I, I liked um. Every, every metal Sorceress. artist, pretty much. I liked Sorceress. It was decent. I think that was it. The, yeah, that's how I feel about every new Opeth release. Since Heritage, yeah. Yeah. Also, sorry, I got so distracted. But I, I can just see... kind of lost yeah. my mind for a second. Yeah, no, it's all good. Because... We were talking about a very... I know, but I was yeah. just like, because I, I, I Googled the Mars Volta yeah. after, because I was like, oh, man, maybe there's some news about them, even though <laughs> I know they broke up. Yeah. And I got to their Pitchfork reviews, and, like, all their yeah, albums are, they like, hated 2.0, Mars and Volta. it's like, what they the... Got, f- yeah. They got panned. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's insane. They insanity. hated the yeah. Mars Volta. Oh Pitchfork God. had a, like, vendetta against them. Yeah, oh, my <laughs> God. I was just, like, losing... I was reading their reviews. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not in... <laughs> yeah, Pitchfork I'm not just happy. Like, I'm fucking not happy. hated them. They're easily one of my favorite prog rock groups, so I just yeah. blew my mind a little bit. Well, hopefully, uh, whatever that guy's name that is, mm. o- Omar. No, that's no, no, no. Omar Rodriguez. No, not. Oh. It was like some politician. <laughs> oh, who, who played with? Yeah. Yeah. He said if he won, he would get the Mars Volta back. Fuck that. <laughs> is that what he said? Fuck Because <laughs> he played with them, or he played with at the drive-in. Yeah, yeah I think it was so more funny. at the drive-in. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't throw that carrot at people. God damn. <laughs> what was that politician's name again? I forget. It starts with a B. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear about that. That's so funny. Politician. Apparently at um, the drive-in. What is this? Oh, oh. Beto, Beto. Beto, Beto. Yeah, that's a Disney. Yeah. yeah. I just had it in Cedric, my mind, too. Cedric. That's Ced- a Cedric. Yeah, he was a Cedric. Said in February 2018, said on Twitter that the Mars Volta will be back soon. Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like a new Tool album. I know. They yeah. say a lot Man, of things. What's going on with Tool? It's gonna they, Did well, they, like, confirm... It wasn't like more so than they've confirmed. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. When was your last album? Was it like 15 years ago at this point? It was 2006. So yeah. Damn. 
that's Ooh. that's the album for me that I'm just like I'm done caring about it. And I feel like that's gonna be the one where most people are gonna be like, too who cares? Yeah. I feel like there's just it's not, like I feel like there's just not it's like Doctor Dre's yeah. album, right? I feel like there's just not gonna be enough growth for them to be interesting. Like it's just gonna be like Tool again. Yeah, it's good. Basically, gonna be. It's basically like, are they gonna do anything new, or did they just take that time to do nothing new? Just get another Bill Hicks sample. (laughs) No, this time they're against Trump. Yeah. Maybe this time they'll do Louis C.K. just for the controversy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you, Johnny, for the podcast artwork. And thanks to our good friend, Sayoung, as well, for doing the intro and outro music. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.